a horror movie earlier tonight Cause I was in the mood for a scare It was a remake of Psycho, the classic Hitchcock film And I heard that that weird chick would get bare I watched with anticipation, contemplated masturbation For she'd soon reveal herself unto the world I expected food to push and maybe just a little tush I didn't know that she would be my brown-eyed girl And Haitian's butthole, and Haitian's butthole And Haitian's butthole, I wonder what's inside And Haitian's butthole, and Haitian's butthole And Haitian's butthole, let's all go inside I never thought there'd be a day when this would come to light I was cast among who'd seen inside her crack Yo, what's like up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but even if we berate a band uh, f- ferociously, we encourage you to support the stuff that you do like. We're not trying to change hearts and minds out here. We're not trying to be critics or make objective value judgments. If you like something, buy a record, go see the band that you enjoy, support it. Um, we're just two dummies in a basement. The format of the show is also very simple. We've got 10 bands in the queue every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select between five and seven of them. And that's really all there is to it. If you want to submit music to the podcast, it's demo listen podcast at gmail.com. Just make sure that the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. That's really the only criteria other than it being generally in the realm of uh, punk or heavy or extreme music yeah. or closely adjacent. To whatever. It. Right. Yeah. Send whatever. Send us anything. Send us anything. And then if it's too far afield, we'll we'll make the judgment call. But, you know, don't hesitate to send in whatever you want. Whatever unless you it's want. Unless it's rap, in which case, you know, we probably that's that's too far afield. I think that is too far afield because I, I don't think you're going to get. Um, well, <laughs> I was going to say the best quality product out of it. Yeah. But you're already not. Right, right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, you're already a- not getting the best quality product <laughs> with something that we're, we have a lot of experience right. in. So, you know, with rap, you're going to get um, virtually no quality. I, you yourself could do a better job if, if you if you send us a rap release. Yeah. I like rap. Sure. I like it. Yeah. Right, I'm a bigger I'm a bigger fan of rap than you, but, but still I just can't far I, from an expert. I can only squeeze so much into my brain. Yeah, and there sure. Only so many minutes in the day. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And um, if you se- if someone were to send us a rap release, uh-huh. they themselves would do a much better job. Absolutely, than we do for sure. There's almost no doubt about that whatsoever. I don't have any thoughts up top at the or, or talking points or anything like that. I want to do better about like you know when I listen to the Glass Cannon, for example, they do a good job of always having a good prompt. Well, that's because they they, they think about it. Yes. And well, they, I try to think about it too, and then I just get so caught up in other yeah. bullshit that and, I forget to. And it's always the same. What movies you're watching? Right, right, right. True. Right? Well, I don't watch movies. Yes. What TV you watching? Uh-huh. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, we, I could we could have better, more topical prompts. I could certainly do a better job of thinking them, thinking of them, and jotting them down. Because when I have a pertinent thought, I try to recall. Well, to you like, were keeping you were keeping like running notes. I still am keeping running notes. It's just I think maybe I didn't have a thought that last week. That's well, t- entirely possible. I, I frequently have no thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Frequently. Yeah. My my, my brain. If it's not, uh, well, abysmal Lord playing in my brain all sure. day, 
virtually nothing. Yeah, yeah. My brain is a void. Um, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about MREs. Let's use that as a prompt. Okay. Is it because of because of the the videos that I put you I, onto? A couple so weeks I've been ago? watching a lot of Steve 1989. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Right. I really like it. It's great. I don't really like any of the other ones. No, me neither. Um, I just like him. Yep. Um, he, I, I really want to start eating more MREs. Yeah, dude. And by I, more, I mean <laughs> any, any. <laughs> right? Sure. Right? They're easy to come by. You could go but, down to GI Joe's and get some. Yeah, but they're. I, I don't know. I don't feel like that's the real experience because right. I, I, you know, today, he opened up this fucking. West German survival mm -hmm. ration. Now, mm -hmm. we're not talking like MRE field ration. This is bare bones survival ration. Right. Keep it in your back pocket in, lace, in, in case something really happens, right? Sure, yeah. It comes packaged. It, the whole thing is like three inches by five inches. Mm -hmm. It comes packaged in this gorgeous, like, aluminum sleeve. Yeah. With a pull-out tray. Sure. Right? It looks like... There's like some chocolate in there, which Steve 1989 says is the best chocolate he ever had. Now, this is a guy that eats MREs for a living, sure, so let's yeah. just take him for his, his word. Right, right? Right. He has a certain, a certain predilection, he, we'll say. Yes. Right? It has some instant tea. Okay. Right? I don't like instant coffee or tea. No, me But neither. he said it's the best tea he's ever had. <laughs> okay. Right? All right. Had some candies. Yeah. Right? Because a lot of the survival rations are all about carbohydrates right, and, sure. and, and lipids and stuff. Yeah, of right? course. And then it had like a protein bar, like mm -hmm. a compressed meat. And this thing was like 57 years yeah, old. Yeah, I was going to say, is it from like the 60s? Yeah. 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 So he's he's eating it. Right? Sure, yeah. And I was like, God damn, that looks fucking tasty. Right, Actually, yeah. now that you mention it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And it got me thinking. And then he ate like um, a C-ration uh B, mm -hmm. type B, which is like the biscuits. Yes, yeah, sure. From uh, World War II, from like 1941. Right. Right. And this thing comes in like a can, basically like maybe a 20 ounce soup can size thing. And I've seen these things before. My mm -hmm. dad would talk about them and, you know, the, uh, we used to eat fucking World War II shit when we were in Vietnam and that sort of stuff. You right. Know? Yeah. So I've seen stuff like this before, but I never had a chance to eat it. And he opens it up. Right. And, and, and everything about it is super cool and precious yes and like neat i know as an object in of itself it's great i love and it and then you get to eat it right right yeah it's fucking sick man and i've seen him review some newer mres but the newer mres i it's it's different there's a whole different thing because we're so used to eating processed food sure yeah you know what i mean that right we, we we basically eat MRE yeah. food. If you're eating food yeah. from a box, you're basically eating MRE food. I, I was gonna say if I, when I cook up like the the Zatarans, like uh, black beans and rice, yeah. that's an MRE. That's basically MRE yeah. food, right? I mean, there might be some stabilizers, some some preservatives sure. and stuff added, but like it's basically MRE food because we we eat industrialized food. Right. But the older stuff is so cool because it it, it they didn't really have that in industry of food. Sure. And um, I I. I wish they made stuff like that now. Yeah, it'd be sick, right? right? Yeah, I agree. Like, I wish, I wish I could buy a can, mm -hmm. right? That screws open with a little key. Yes. And inside is everything I need for a nice tidy lunch. Yeah, it'd be fucking great, right? Like, you can buy the new MREs, but that's just ripping open a plastic bag and basically eating fucking Kraft macaroni and sure. cheese. Yeah, right? exactly. And then there'll be like a Cliff Bar in there. Right. Fuck that. Yeah. No, I right. want the real deal. I want the real deal. The problem is to to get into Steve 1989's uh, hobby. I think it requires some pretty serious capital. Well, see that I don't know, but that was my other thing. Was I think it? Well, every hobby requires some capital, but yeah. Um, unless your hobby is like I don't know, 
making pressings of blades of grass. <laughs> but even <laughs> sure, then, you yeah. gotta, have, you know. Right. Yeah. So um, I went on some sites that sell MREs, mm-hmm. and now it's just I don't know. It's like I'm. Am I actually getting the real thing? I was looking at these. Right. Because it's got like you know, Commander Coyotes. You know, I don't. Sure. I don't want your brand. They're I don't like want your re- sticker. They're like repros of classics. Yeah, okay, I, I don't. Sure. And, and they have like I don't know if I'm getting the real thing. Yeah, I want to get the real thing. Right. right? You gotta. You gotta get on Steve 1989's connects. I guess so. You know what I mean. You right. gotta. You gotta get on that underground tip of MRE trading. I wanna. I wanna eat a hundred year old. Yeah. Like, like beef bullion sure yeah with a cracker yeah why not and i think you got a pretty resilient stomach too you could do that i think so yeah i think it's okay yeah i've seen you smash some some pretty serious food so like i want to eat i want to eat a civil war era biscuit yeah for sure yeah oh man not I that video. not a remade civil war no, era biscuit the actual the thing. real deal yeah that's like a as steve 1989 points out in some of his videos it's like uh it's it's very likely the most immersive way to experience history yeah you know what i yeah, mean you're, eat it you're getting to eat something from a particular time preserved as it was made in that time uh, yeah and and then it got me thinking how weird it is that there are people that seek these things out and collect them mm-hmm. because at the time of their production yeah. they were purely utilitarian sure and disposable no you no, no one in their right fucking mind right right in world war ii was like you know what i bet you folks are gonna go crazy there's gonna be there's gonna be sure a subset of weirdo dudes because you know it's all dudes oh yeah <laughs> yeah you're not gonna find a lot of female <laughs> mre collectors out there. Right? a subset of weirdo dudes yeah right Probably white dudes. Sure. Probably white dudes of a certain philosophy. And <laughs> that's that's another yeah. thing. Like, I don't give a shit why you're in the MREs, man. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Just give me the 100-year-old meat. That's why I like Steve at 1989, too. And that's why I don't like the other ones. Right, yeah. Because it's all like, hey, it's, it's, it's Corporal Coyote here with his fucking beard right. and shit. Yeah. Fuck off. No, fuck Shove you. your head up your fucking ass. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Steve's um, just let's yeah. get this out onto a tray. Let's get it out onto a tray. Oh, that's disgusting. Right. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? Exactly. That's that's the type of energy I so want. So that was it. I went down this rabbit hole of looking at MREs today. Yeah. And I was like, I want to get some of these things, but then I'm like, but I don't know if it's the real thing. And then this guy's a fucking weirdo prepper, and you know he's a weirdo prepper, and he's probably yeah. some weirdo crystal fascist variety of a weirdo fucking prepper. Probably. Yeah. Right. Yes. You know. Like I just want to, I want to, I want to do away with your philosophy and just give me the goodies for sure, right? You know, I think that like I'm, I was trying to while while we were talking about this, I was thinking about like when the emergence of the sort of like the military nerd as a kind of a a, a subculture sect emerged, like when the emergence of that subcultural sect occurred. I'm um, well, I mean. I mean, it's always been it's around. It's always been there. Like, for like, sure. Like, you can find, who who was the guy that played Grand Moff Tarkin? Oh, uh, God damn. I don't Peter. Know. Uh, uh, fuck. I don't know why his name is escaping me right now. Uh, Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing. Yeah. He was really big into, like, what he called, like, war games. Well, I was going like, to say. like, little miniatures right, sure. and so war, forth. War gaming dates back a long, right. long time. Like, right. pre-D&D. Yes, way, pre, way pre-D&D. And, and was the basis for all of the tabletop RPGs that later emerged. Uh, but like, so yeah, wargaming dates back, dates back hundreds of years and shit. But I guess what I mean is like military, like collectors of more contemporary military shit like MREs and stuff, I imagine had to emerge post 
when the world was in a constant state of warfare, I would imagine. No, I think I, so just from my own personal observance and, and observations and experience, um, there was a time in the nineties mm-hmm. when suddenly like reenactments of world war two sort of took off in the sure. back half of the nineties. Yeah. And you know, a buddy of mine got way into it. Sure. Has tons of cool shit. His house is like a fucking museum. Oh, yeah, yeah. You told me that he had a bunch right. of, has a bunch of cool World War II shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, wild shit. Right? Yeah. Right? I mean, like, skulls. Right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. Skulls. Yes. Pulled from ashes. Right. Right? Yes. Of, like, crushed human forms under tanks. Right, yeah. Right? Real, real fucking 40K sort of stuff. Right, yeah, sure. I'm right? into it. His house is, his house is an, an altar to the specter of death. Right, sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? But anyway, you know, he got real into it, and it started with, like, they started putting out these hyper-realistic, effectively G.I. Joe dolls. Mm-hmm. Like, hyper-realistic. Right. I have a couple, because one of them is armed terrorist that came out shortly after Columbine, and it looks like... <laughs> I mean, it's like... Oh, it looks like Dylan Klebold yeah, or Well, whatever. no, but I mean, he's wearing a black fucking, like... He's wearing a black duster jacket with a ski mask on, yeah. you know? And he's got, like, an AK-47 and a sawed-off shotgun. That's And, like, sick. a knife, right? Dude, I'd like to track down one of those in the box. Yeah, I have Ooh. the box somewhere, but I have it. It's Damn. upstairs with my records, right? Yeah, I'd like and you to could pull the down. clip out of the AK-47's sure. bullets in there. You could slide the little action on it. That's but sick. then there was, like, even more detailed ones. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there was a, a company called Dragon or something. More like, individual bullets. Yeah. Right, that you could load into the clips. Yeah. And then that, of course, descended into, well, I'm going to buy the real stuff. Right. <laughs> sure, right. And right, we're right. going to go play soldier. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. And so I think it kind of took off around then. Yeah, that makes sense. Right? That makes sense for sure. I th- and, and and that it also lines up, too, with, like, the um, increased jingoism post 9-11. No doubt. Yes, for sure. Right? Yeah. Yep, yep. Right? Mm-hmm. So, but... So when I go on these MRE sites, my point is I just don't know what I'm getting myself into because too yeah. many of them seem to be like merchandised and like logo, you know, like with shit. Yeah. Like I want the real, f- I, 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 like I'm pretty goddamn sure that, you know, like Israeli armed forces mm-hmm. isn't putting like, you know, a screaming warthog <laughs> shooting American flag flames out of his nose in the front of their MREs. Yeah, probably not. That those those sites are the, the same people that wear like you know grunt life clothing and yeah. Black Rifle Coffee Company yeah, T-shirts. Black, so Black Rifle Coffee has been on my mind too. Yeah, because there's a barber shop in town uh-huh. up on Coliseum that sells. They they have a sign. We sell Black Rifle Coffee. Cool man. Who gives a shit? Yeah. What the fuck does it matter? Who gives a shit? Not, not me, but a lot of fucking retards, dude. <laughs> I know. And, 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 like, I was thinking about that at the show the other day, too, when we were talking about, like, it came up briefly. I can't remember the context, but somebody mentioned something like, you know, something is, th- this this business is, you know, whatever. And I was like, I was like, it's like veteran-owned businesses. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. hey, cool, whatever. Are you good at it? I don't give a shit if you're a veteran or not. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? And, like, that's whole Black Black Rifle Coffee's whole thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That and jingoism. Sure, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah, the, any anytime you bump up, I mean, I've talked about it on the show a little bit before, too, but, like, I, I really like uh, both collecting and and reselling like vintage military gear. I'm wearing some East German, like some sixties East German rain camo pants currently that I picked up at like a surplus store. And like, 
it's a it's a not a good world to do anything except for dip your toes in. It never has been. It never ever has been. I mean, go back to falling down, right? The the, the military surplus right. guy character in that, right? There's you know? cool stuff. There's really cool stuff, but, but really uncool people. You gotta you gotta just put your head down. You have to put your head down because where I get all of this cool shit is you know from a from a lady who uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't piss. I wouldn't piss on her to if she were on fire. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, right. But I will buy her cool East German camo pants that right. she has uh, stowed away in a truck from yeah, like 40 I said, years you, you ago. You got to keep checking to see if they got any sizes that fit me. Uh, they will. We'll, we'll go up there. We'll go up there right. soon and check it out. I've just been f- super fucking busy. But all right. Well, uh, how, what say you? We get into the content of the of this show. All right. Let's see where we can inject some jingoism into the content tonight. Yeah. Sure. Well. So before we get into the queue, uh, let's let's do a little let's do a little track pr- premiere. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this I'm out here in the world right now. It, sometimes we do premieres, like if labels or bands that know us or even don't know us just ask us. Usually, all it requires is like, "Hey, would you like to do this?" And usually, we'll we will say yes. The only stipulation being we are going to share our opinions on it so you will have your shit broadcast to people and that's cool and i'm sure people will like it and we may not and as long as you're not sensitive all good uh i will say if you send us physical stuff in the mail i will also probably be more inclined to say yeah sure let's do it uh so mark from tko has been kind enough i mentioned him on the show quite a while back has been kind enough to send over quite a few releases including some like of the poison idea reissues and stuff that he's been doing with tko and uh it's really cool i always love getting stuff in the mail i i uh i i can never express my thanks properly but genuinely uh thank you to mark for sending stuff over to us and he recently just like I, I don't know I got in the mail a few days ago I think um, recently sent us the uh, anti scene the new anti scene live record live from quarantine two LP um, which TKO, TKO put out and it's as as it sounds it is a a live there's like a whole fucking like high production quality sure. video that they did of it too that I think is on YouTube or whatever. And Anti-Scene is a band that, if you are aware of punk, broadly speaking, you probably at least know their name. They've been around for a really, really like, fucking long time. Formed in like 84. Or yeah, 83 or 84. Uh, and have done a bunch of stuff with a bunch of different labels, you know, did splits with fucking Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies and shit. They've been working with TKO for a long time. A long time. Uh, I think TKO first started putting their stuff out in like the late 90s. Um, and they've just been kind of like trucking on ever since they started. We were talked about maybe on, I, I think it was on one of the Patreon episodes actually recently, not on the mainline episode, but talked about bands that like have um, an unexpected, an unexpected influence on like waves of other bands that don't bear an immediate sonic similarity. And in spe- specifically on the Patreon episode, I mentioned like the Carolinas and like that whole merge record scene mm-hmm. of super chunk and stuff mm-hmm. and how they were really into uh, honor roll and like the early corrosion of conformity stuff. And they also often cite anti scene as being a really right. big influence on just their DIY ethic. And so, you know, you might not expect super chunk and merge records to be deeply influenced by anti scene, but they were. So um, uh, well, here's the thing. Anti scene has been around since the early eighties. Sure. They basically, I mean, Let's just say the anti-scene scene yeah. was not my scene sure. when I got into this. Yeah, me neither. I've seen anti-scene maybe four or five times. Yeah. They put on a fucking good show. Yeah. Right? They put on a fucking good show. Jeff Clayton is legit. Yeah. Right? 
I yeah. mean, even even I don't know how old he is, but we'll just say we'll officially say he he qualifies as an old man. Sure. Yeah. Right. Still bleeds on stage. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Real ones. It's like anti scene is that punk rock corner. You mentioned the murder junkies. Yeah. Where it, it's like that on the continuum mm-hmm. of punk and hardcore. Yeah. Anti scene is like to the to the we'll, we'll say to the, the the side of poison idea. Like sure, poison yeah. idea is getting closer to what I'm more familiar with. Right, right. And anti scene is like in that sort of nexus mm-hmm. in that area there. Uh, and, and and I always there's a lot of overlap too, like both with imagery and everything with like you know fucking like hardcore wrestling. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like like yeah. it's that whole like baseball bat barbed wire hardcore wrestling bloody bar sort of thing going on yeah for sure it's it's akin to stuff like the mentors on some level Mm -hmm. too where it's like it is punk rock and it's adjacent to hardcore but it's also kind of shock rock in like the lineage of fucking early alice cooper it is it is yeah it's 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 i think in every way it is um rock and roll in its most it is about as pure a form as you can get nowadays. Yeah, for sure. So uh, they this is like a collection of basically, you know, a, a run through, a greatest hits plus a bunch of covers. They have their cover of Psycho Killer queued up to play, but like, I, frankly, we don't want to hear. I don't want to hear a cover on here. The first song on here, Death Train Coming, is from one of their early '90s records. I want to say. Um, so we'll just go with that one. That's what they open up the set with. Uh, like I said, it's this kind of a greatest hits collection just done live. And frankly, I don't know what Anti Scene sounds like live in 2020. 2022 whatever so let's uh let's listen to death train coming by anti-scene off of live from quarantine 2 all right I'm not too dusty in your left hand. 
Scene with uh, death death train coming off of live from quarantine to on TKO records. Yeah, so if you don't really have a, an appreciation for basically just um, bloody rock and roll, yeah, 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 this probably ain't your thing. Yeah, but this is this is pretty damn good stuff. I've I'm not hyper familiar with Andy Scene's discography over the years, but I've certainly heard a fair amount of it just like via kind of cross contamination. People I know that like this, et cetera, et cetera. And I've always thought they were a pretty good band, just one that I've never really dove into, especially considering they have like a, they have a formidable discography. Well, that's that's the thing is number one, I mean, yeah, the band is fairly legendary. Yeah, for sure. Right, mostly. And and they do have a very formidable discography. Yeah, they have a lot. Yeah, for right? sure. Uh, but you know the the vocalist Jeff Clayton, and then the guitar player he passed away like ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean those dudes are were fucking real ones. Yeah, obviously not in it for the fucking bucks. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. They they are clearly in it for the love of the love of the game. So there you go. Um, thanks again to Mark for sending that over. Let's uh, let's get into the queue this week. So, first up, we have got Cage World with two. This was sent in by Sam. It is just a YouTube link. The art is, I mean, as basic as you could possibly get. I don't know anything about this at all. It's uploaded to the the Cage World uh, YouTube page, right? Okay. So the, I, I know nothing. I was provided no fucking context whatsoever. I like a mystery. Yeah, same. Then we have got Strange Joy with five tracks. This is a band out of Texas that was sent in by uh, sent in by Brody, uh, our Australian correspondent. Usually sends in a lot of Australian stuff, but uh, not in this particular instance. Then we have got Crescent Ridge with Days End. This was sent in by Derek. I think he, I think this stuff he said reminded him of like some. I, no, okay, this he said was like kind of ty, kind of power violency, and he said that he, he knows that we can kind of go go both ways on on power violence mm-hmm. stuff um but that he thought that this was pretty good okay uh, i'm i'm pretty sure that's what this submission was anyway i could be wrong about that but i'm pretty sure then we have got uh, concrete winds with nerve butcherer uh we've talked about this band on the show I'm, before i love this fucking band this release is fucking dope yeah for um, sure but we haven't played them on the show before and i'm sure there are plenty of people in our listenership that aren't familiar with this especially mm-hmm. considering i think most even though we have plenty of people who like metal who listen to us this is ostensibly more it is is more or less a punk and hardcore podcast with a lot of metal on it uh so i'm sure that this is new to a lot of listeners it's really good if we land on it we'll talk about it more then we have got oh and that was sent in uh that was sent in by tyler hammer from uh from leaking head and the kings of punk podcast then we have got deathtron and the diplomats with their self-titled release this was a self-submission by uh vinnie who plays in the band and uh, figures that we probably won't like it, uh, but we'll find go, we'll find out. out there. I guess yeah, I'm all about it. Th- this more like as much as I like that nerve butcherer shit. Yeah, 
this is what I want to hear. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to find out about Death Deathtron and the Diplomats, right? Then we've got My Fictions with Disguise. This is a band out of Boston. Uh, it was sent in by my buddy TJ. So I know Brian, who I don't know what he does in this band exactly. He played in a very, very good band called Death Injection. Um, who? Uh, oh, yeah, there it, he is. I see him. Yeah, yeah. We, he played in Death Injection. He's played in some other bands, too. Um, they put out a very good record. I can't remember who the fuck put that out off the top of my head now. Maybe Sorry State or something. Uh, Hatred for Myself and Everyone Else. Um, shit, probably seven years ago now. I think it came out in, like, 2015. And I had the pleasure of seeing them in a garage in Indianapolis, and they were great. I know that this band exists. Uh, I think they're more like a, an indie emo band. Okay, Brian sings for this band. And I think that TJ's old band may have done like a split with these guys before. He may have even sent some stuff in a while ago. TJ may have. Mm -hmm. um, they're a band whose name I know because I was in that kind of run for cover record scene. Um, but I, I don't know what they sound like. I can kind of guess, but I don't know. Uh, then we've got High Viz with Blending. This is a band from London. Uh, it was sent in by AJ... I've, I've been seeing and hearing everybody talk about this band for like, especially the last year, uh, and I've still just not gotten around to checking it out. I think it's some alt-rock stuff. Everyone seems to like it, but I don't actually know what it sounds like. Then we've got AFK with another pair of eyes. Uh, so this was sent in by Micah. He said that, uh, unfortunately, the name stands for Arg Fuck Kill, which oh. is why a lot of people probably don't know about this. It's why I would immediately ignore this band. Yes, exactly. And he says that is regrettable. However, uh, it's really solid D-beat stuff. He said maybe not game-changing, but as we know, he's a D-beat maniac. Mm -hmm. uh, so he thought it was worth submission. Then we've got Normal with Lemon Eyes. Uh, this was sent in by uh, by old Chad Textbook. This is a band out of Lansing, Michigan, who I know at least one of the dudes who plays in this band, Tristan. One of his bands has played at the house before, at my house, at the Bug House. Um, and he's played in some hardcore bands and shit like that. I listened to maybe like their demo or something when they put this out. I think this is kind of like 90s grungy alt-rock shit played by hardcore guys and then uh, we've got liberty and justice with pressure this is a band out of houston texas it was sent in by george and uh, i don't know anything about it but it, it certainly looks like some hardcore shit of, of some type so uh let's uh, it's sure there's, a, there's, a, there's a you know there's a guy with fucking head tattoos lots of head tattoos yeah, sure. lots of traditional head tattoos right yeah and some black flag bars yeah exactly so let's roll the dice see what's up first Okay, two is uh, Strange Joy. So this was the stuff that Brody sent in. You can find this at strangejoyworldwide.bandcamp.com. The release is five tracks. Uh, looks like they put out something called Heat Wave in October of 2021, and then they put this out in June of this year. I don't know anything. I can't really infer much from how this looks. You know what I mean? The The vocalist is like a biggerman with a mustache wearing a power trip. Nice pronunciation of that. Biggerman? Biggerman. Yeah, he's a biggerman. Um, so uh, let's just jump into it. They got the first song queued up to play. We're going to hear Leaves by Strange Joy off of five tracks.
All right, so we just heard the song Leaves by the band Strange Joy off of five tracks. Just based on how the cover of this looks, how the, the main individual featured in this band looks, I would not have guessed even remotely uh, what this was going to sound like. This is stuff that I'm I'm very familiar with sound-wise. I played in a band that's like pretty pretty close to this in in terms of like the influences I think that they're pulling from. You know, this is like a brand of I mean fundamentally it's post-hardcore, uh, melodic post-hardcore that's certainly like pulling from some 90s stuff. And there was a wave of this shit in like the early 2010s that was a lot wimpier than this and a lot closer to veered a lot closer to emo than I would have preferred in emo and pop punk. There's a wave of this that's emerging now that I think is directly influenced by uh, by the size, like the popularity of bands like Drug Church and Military Gun and Fiddlehead. And I think we're going to get a lot more local level stuff like this. And if I had to choose a hardcore adjacent, uh, a non-core, uh, a, a local level non-core band like genre to be prevalent, this is this is pretty tolerable. It's still energetic. There's still like obvious nods to like hardcore and punk in there. Uh, but you got a chorus pedal, but the pacing is still like, you know, it's pretty mid tempo, but like it's got a little urgency to it. This kind of stuff doesn't really appeal to me now. 10 years ago would have been all about this for sure. You know, when I was in my late teens, early twenties would have liked this. I still don't dislike it. Just, I think I'm not in the, I'm not in the demographic for this now. This isn't, I'm not the person this is supposed to reach, but I don't have any beef with it. It's pretty good. I hated this. Okay. I, I, this, this scratches no witch for me. This, sure. This yeah. strikes nothing. This is yeah. completely alien to me basically because it is, um, it takes certain things that I like. Mm-hmm. And makes it horrible. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, and I can't relate to it at any level. Right. right? I, yeah. I think that, I think that I've said this about this sort of stuff before. I just, I just don't like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, yeah. I, you it, never, you haven't liked any iteration of this. No. And I, and I very much, you know, we've we've talked about it on the show before. I love Texas. Like, is the reason I love Promise Ring. Right, that shit is right. anathema to you. It's not poppy enough for me to like it. Right. Sure. And it, it's clinging way too much to any vestige of hardcore. Right. Like, but ultimately, it is extremely fucking soft. It's it's pretty milk toast, no and, doubt. And I hate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure. fucking hate that. Yeah, um, yeah. This this struck nothing in me. I I stopped as soon as I read the. I mean, I ain't gonna you know whatever. Write what you fucking feel, right? Sure. As soon as I read the fucking first um, verse, yeah. No, it's sappy. It's a younger person's music for it is, sure. It is a younger person's music when you're feeling away about a thing, right? Um, but um, nope. You know what? Give me a fucking sixty-five-year-old man bleeding on stage singing about <laughs> fried chicken. Yeah, right? yeah, same like for sure. At an anti-scene show any day. Yeah, of the agreed. Week over this. Yeah, any day of the week over most anything, but like over this. I, this yeah. is this is I think one of the worst modern products of hardcore. Okay. Yeah. See, like I said, I've, I've been pretty closely adjacent to this kind of stuff at different points in my life when I was younger and I don't have any beef with it. And I think there are plenty of bands that do this, do this fairly well. And I thought that this, this did a, a pretty bang up job at what it was going for. Like I said, it also didn't evoke any sort of emotional response in me. Really, the ship has long since sailed on this kind of stuff, unless it's the legacy acts, you know, unless it is like the Texas is a reasons or whatever, that type of shit that I grew up with and, and liked a lot, the sunny day real estate, shit like that. Yep. And even those, I don't revisit them very frequently. Yeah. So you I, know. I like virtually no version of this. Yeah, for sure. We know we know that. about. We all know that it's about just, you. You know, what the fuck? Yeah, for sure. How the fuck are you going to wear a power trip shirt uh -huh. or hoodie? Yeah. 
and then come off with this. Right? It's like, the what duality is, of, is, is, the, duality is, the, is of the power man. trip hoodie like a flex blick? Yeah, but I still like this sort of stuff. Sure. There's always been that. Anytime, anytime bands have like, have veered off from hardcore into more commercial territory. But I think especially now, because there is some sort of cachet in yeah. like being from subculture in a way that I don't think has existed previously so you definitely want like folks want to have their cake and eat it too with this shit no yeah. doubt i hate this shit yeah I, I hate the idea of it sure and the more i think about it the more i hate the people that like this shit <laughs> okay well I'll, I'll take your hate and i'll absorb right. it I'll, I'll absorb it for everybody else out there and i'll, I'll diffuse it. there's just never been oh god damn it well also you like you have a you have like a direct and you've talked about this to me personally and i think mentioned it on the show before too you have like a direct experience with the sort of the emergence yeah, and watching form, everybody and watching I knew everyone, get real fucking yeah, soft. Right, right, right. Sure. So right? that that would certainly that would put me off to this kind of stuff more so because by the time I was like deeply invested in subculture and like into hardcore specifically, this was all part of the fabric. Yeah. So it wasn't a thing where I was watching people, you know, going to uh go into the abnegation show one day and then sitting cross legged, you know. Well, see, the, next and the thing day. the thing is, like, you know, in the nineties when a lot when we'll say when the, the idea of this sort of stuff really started to take traction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And you saw bands like the aforementioned Texas Reason or whatever. Sure. Right? Sort of come out and and any and, and, and much softer variants than that. Oh right? yeah. Sure. Mineral and stuff. Um like I try it, because it was inescapable. Right, sure. Right. I tried to give it a chance only yeah. because like well, I don't get to hang out with my friends and go to the fucking show if I have to sit through this. Right, yeah, yeah. So I guess I got to go see Rent America. I, yeah, I <laughs> yeah. guess. I, I guess. But, like, this is antithetical. This, sure. is, this is antithetical to everything that, like, the, the essence of, you know, the seed of this sort of music. Right, right, sure. Yeah, that's a fair That's a fair enough stance for sure. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's keep it moving and see what's up next. Three. Three is Concrete Winds with Nerve Butcher. Oh, I didn't see that. Now yeah. we're getting to something that speaks to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Um, they, Pr Primitive Force, right? Yes. They're, they're released from 2019. Yes. Has a, has a track on it, which is maybe one of the, like, like one of the best song names I've ever heard, mm -hmm. which is Infant Gallo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so good. It's right? so good. Two simple words that you wouldn't think to put together, so, but when you do, it's right. beautiful. Just like Concrete Winch, sure, right? Yeah. So if if you see a band called Concrete Winch, you'd be like, huh, I wonder what this band might do, yeah, right? Because, yeah. like, the last band. Sure. Just, you know, cutting out any other sort of context. Right, sure. No idea. But if I see a band called Concrete Winds, Without any artwork or any anything like that to give me a clue, and then I see the first song is called "Infant Gallo." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what's up. Oh, I'm gonna be into this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, for sure. Now that's on the last. This is Nerve Butcher. Yes. This is their release from last fall. Yeah, this release is really, really fucking good. Uh, so they actually they, they have the song uh, "Noise Trepanation" uh, queued up to play. We'll go with that. That's fine. It's a fucking you can't really miss on any of these tracks. So we'll go with what they decide to put up front. So we're gonna listen to "Noise Trepanation" by Concrete Winds off of Nerve. Butcher. Submit! 
All right, we just heard noise trepanation by Concrete Winds off of Nerve, Nerve Butcherer. Now this speaks to me. Yeah, me this, too, man. This absolutely fucking pings some absolute like like core element of my psyche. I agree. So I and and so th- this is the difference between like uh, something like Concrete Winds and Strange Joy for me, other than the all of the obvious differences, <laughs> yeah, right? They, but I'm yeah. saying like as in terms of my personal relationship with this right, kind of stuff, right? right? When there was a window of time in my life when I could hear a band like Strange Joy and it would resonate with me in some way because I was feeling away and I was young and I was working through some shit. But from the moment that I heard music that sounded anything like this, it immediately resonated with me in a way that it will always resonate with I, me. I was born waiting for this to happen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I remember, yeah, yeah, the first time I heard... And this is not, these bands are not A to B comparisons, but just in the general world. But when I first heard like Pig Destroyer and Napalm Death and Agoraphobic Nosebleed, and when I branched out into more extreme forms of metal and stuff, it was like something that I had been waiting to hear. I just didn't know it. I didn't know music like that existed. And as soon as I did, I never wanted to go back, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I yeah, completely, man. I mean, this, I, I, I cannot, I, I love this sort of stuff when we talk about you know when we hear like you know this is what what is this is this death metal is this grindcore is this black metal it doesn't sure. really matter yeah, anymore it right matter. it's yeah. it's it's just sort of like an amalgamation of stuff right sure. um this this owes this stuff owes its existence entirely to like best of war lust yep. and fucking mystifier and 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 um um conqueror. like conqueror yeah, and they, sure. they, this is completely a product of like some of the more just sort of like bonkers shit of the early 90s of course yeah um and, and late 80s but like um you know when we talk about when we shit on a fucking grind band or mm. we shit on a power violence band because they and this isn't pv but like yeah because they fall into like this cartoon mm-hmm. right yes and we say it could be so much fucking more. This is what I'm. This talking is about. what I'm fucking yep. talking about. Absolutely. This is, and every track on this record is just like this. Yep. And, and the previous one too, on on, on on the previous release on on Primitive Force, every fucking track is utterly unrelenting. Yeah. There's sure. no fucking time to breathe. There's no time to for, to like think back and like it, this this. I said to you because we were listening to Abysmal Lord before we started recording, and mm-hmm. I was I said. I think you could probably convince me to commit any atrocity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? yeah, for sure. Just put this in my headphones, right? right? And yeah. I think you could convince me to, to do almost anything. Sure. Right? This is just such like, this is such a just like morale boost, I yeah, guess. It, it just gets the juices flowing. For right? sure. Um, the thing about Contrary Wounds, it kind of sets them apart. So what sets this apart from something like, I don't, I don't know, the, the, the other contemporaries, Gravesend and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. These guys are a little weirder. For sure. They've got some weirder riffs. There was like that little yep. like back and forth call and response there on the guitar. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of atonality in this too. Yeah, and yeah. there's there's a technicality to this mm-hmm. and 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 sort of a complexity to this that maybe you wouldn't find yeah. in some of the other bands that are of this ilk. Yeah, it's it, it it's still deconstructionist but it's different. There is a there's a certain refinement to the approach here that is not shared by every other band that's playing this kind of stuff. Right. It's it is still fucking bestial and primal but yeah, there is like there's a level of proficiency here that uh, is immediately apparent, but yeah. doesn't at all undermine like the core components of what makes this great either. And I think that the, this band is from Finland, mm-hmm. and I think that fucking I think that that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think about other like Finnish bands that were in a in sort of like a genre, but also 
kind of outsider like Beharit. Beharit, right? Exactly. You know, another one sure. that, you know that is also a, a you know a, another black metal band that owes a lot to Beharit. Almost everything to Beharit is like um, um, Ride for Revenge. Sure, yep, yep, right. Yep. But like just a little bit off. Yep. And like like on the previous release, I don't know, I can't remember which song it is, but there's like a four in the floor beat, like a total right. fucking dance beat. Yep. Um, and it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I fucking love this shit, dude. Me this too. is, this is this is the soundtrack to my life. This is what my internal sort of like thought processes sound like almost all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, when I die, mm-hmm. right? Like if I had a genie, sure. let's say I had a genie. Right. I got three wishes. Yeah. First two. I'm going big. Yeah, of course. Of Wish course. number three. Yeah. When I die, yeah. I want to open my mouth and that's the sound <laughs> I want to come out of my fucking mouth. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like when my granddad died on my mom's side, you know, not to get too personal here, but we were all there around him. We watched him fucking go. Right. Watched the old boy die. Right. It was awful and wonderful and everything like that. Sure. Right? Yeah. It was a very complex, rich aroma. Of course. Um, but he made a god awful sound. Yeah, death the, gurgle. The death gurgle. Yeah, it's a horrible sound. I don't want to make that sound. Right. I want to make this fucking sound. For I just sure. want to open my mouth and somehow this completely formed sound comes out of yeah. my fucking mouth. And that's like the shattering thing people remember, remember <laughs> me by. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? I agree. And also like another fundamental difference in terms of like how this type of music uh, relates to me as a person and vice versa is like, again... Uh, let's say I like, let's say I like Strange Joy a lot or whatever. Take a, a, a legacy act of that type. We'll just, we'll say Texas is a reason since I've cited them a couple times. All right. Like, uh, if you don't like Texas is the reason and I do, I will, uh, chalk that up to a difference in taste. Right. If, y- if I like Concrete Winds and you don't, there may be an underlying philosophical fissure. I, I see. I would go the other way. I was going to kind of touch on the same thing. It's like, this is kind of, this is the sort of thing that I immediately want to fucking like when somebody like like a coworker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Says, oh, I hear you like heavy metal, what you like to listen to. Check sure. this out. Right. Let's just cut to the fucking chase. Right. Right? If you like this, mm-hmm. we're gonna get along sure. real fucking well. Exactly. In fact, yeah. we probably shouldn't work together. That's what I'm saying, is like this kind of music, if we both enjoy this, it it, it may, not always, certainly, but it there's a a stronger likelihood that it will immediately uh, it will med- immediately uh, hint to like a potential for a stronger kinship. Yes, you know exactly, I mean? exactly. Like this is this is um, room clearing music, but whoever's left, yeah, nice, yeah, for sure, nice, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's see what's up next. Five. All right, five is uh, five is the high viz stuff, which, like I said, I only know that this is a band from London, that a lot of people like them, and I, they play some form of alternative music that wow. isn't hardcore or punk. They're wearing hardcore and punk shirts, so we'll see what we get. We okay. might get more of the... Uh, oh, yeah, there's a t- there's a Totalitar shirt in here. Yeah. Um, we, got some, we got the vocalist up front looking like he means business. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, the so, only guy that looks like a total fucking waste of space is the bass player there. Yeah. But, so, th- so this is their new record that that uh, is it's up for pre-order now. There's only like it's on f- it's on Dias. Oh yeah 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 sure okay I didn't even realize that. Uh, so there there might be some post punkiness in here too. Um, they have got uh, Fever Dream. The record is called Blending. There is a title track on here, but they got Fever Dream queued up to play, so we'll go with that. Uh, we're gonna listen to Fever Dream by High Viz off of Blending.
All right, so we just heard the song "Fever Dream" by High Viz off of Blending. So, <clears throat> regard because I don't know, I don't know if you're if what you're going to say about this, but I will say that even if you do like this, I imagine there's still going to be a, a fairly wide divide between our opinions on this stuff. Just because if there is one type of of indie rock, of alt rock that I am a true weird nerd about, it is. British alt rock of the late 80s and early 90s like the whole creation record scene and everything that predates that and uh, I uh, I'm a bit of an anglophile I guess you could say it's particularly when pertaining to that era of like British and like general UK culture so this scratched that itch for me in a way that almost no contemporary band manages to I love this. It's directly to my taste as pertains to that particular form of British alt rock. This sounds like obviously like Ride, like the Stone Roses, like the Boo Radleys, like the House of Love, all of this shit that I love that is kind of that are fundamental building blocks in terms of my uh, education in alt rock. It's stuff that I love. I watch, you know, the Creation Records documentary probably once a year just for good measure. I love that era that just sort of predates, uh, like just precedes rather, uh, the Britpop era because I like the Britpop stuff a lot too. Uh, but I really, really, my affinity is for the stuff that just predates uh, or just precedes the Britpop stuff. And this is like exactly in that in that lane. And I fucking loved it and will probably pre-order this record. Um, yeah. 
I did not like this. Yeah, I didn't. I, at I, all. I thought you may be like, oh, this is fine, but I could also see you not liking it There's at all. There's very little of anything that sounds like this uh-huh. that I really get into. Yeah, sure. And this was not it. Yeah. Um, way too fucking slick. Yep. Way too fucking slick. And um, since I'm not fam- as familiar with, um, you know, all that, like, I'm, I'm not the Anglophile. Right, sure. Um, all I could hear was, like, Britpop fucking, like, Oasis and shit. Yeah, and I, well, and the other, th- I, I didn't really hear a lot of Oasis in this, but I also am fucking an Oasis super and fan. I, I, and fucking, I know you don't give a fuck about I don't that give band. I fuck about yeah. any of those bands. Yeah, sure. Not I, one of them. I love all that and, stuff. And how the fuck am I supposed to even give this a chance? Uh-huh. When we just listened to Concrete Winds. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that's fair for right. sure. Yeah. How the fuck am I even supposed to like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. Yeah. No. Right. No. I'm a little bit, I I, I have a little less rigidity <laughs> in this particular arena. I, I am locked in right now. Right, yeah, right? sure. That's fair enough. Um, And uh, I just, yeah, I, I, I. No, I figured we might go. I've, I figured we might go hard in opposite directions on this one. I, I have a handful of Dias releases. Uh-huh. This is one I will not order. A lot of the stuff that they put out uh, veers a little bit more overtly uh, post-punk than this and gothy. This is this is not that. This, this is, is not that. At this all. is jangly. This is fucking dreamy. Uh, it's like I said. It's right right if, to my if, taste. If I got in a car and this was playing, I'd be like, please fucking turn this off. <laughs> I might not say that. Yeah, sure. But that's going through my head. Yeah, if if I got in the car and this was playing, I'd ask what it is. Yeah, and then I'd buy it. Um, all right, let's. Uh, I will say, you know, we probably don't. Even though I like this and I could speak more about it, I don't think Vi- High Viz needs my help because, like I said, everybody that I know has been posting about this. So, yeah. um, all right, let's roll the dice. Shove it up their collective asses. <laughs> uh, five. All right, five is AFK with another pair of eyes. You can find this at ruinationrecords.bandcamp.com. Uh, I believe AFK, just like the label that they are on, is uh, is based out of Germany. I like, I, I will say, I like the format of this this episode so far. Is like we start soft, we go real extreme, we go soft again, and now we're going, we're going somewhat some, extreme some again. Yeah, we'll see. Right. Like, yeah, this arg fuck kill. Yeah. Nope. That horrible nope. fucking name. Nope. Horrible, horrible. What, what, name. Are you, what are you guys, stupid? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's not even if you. I mean, let's face it. Depending upon what we think of this music, yeah, and I can't see any members of the band, uh huh, and at least not on, on the band camp here, yeah, um, because it's for Ruination Records, sure. But um, depending upon uh, my my hot take based on what they look like, yeah, they probably are fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, there's some likelihood right? of that for sure. You know, you like, don't have to have a high IQ to play good deep. Hey, what do you what do you want to name our new ripping DV band? Yeah, um, how about AFK, man? Well, they're from Germany, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm not even. I'm not even gonna. How about the AFK? He stands for Arg Fuck Kill. <laughs> yeah, sure. What are you fucking stupid? Yeah. Um, well, let's find out if, despite their stupidity and poor taste, they can write a good a good DB track. So we're gonna listen to the song they have queued up. We'll listen to Echoes by AFK off of another pair of eyes. <laughs>
All right, we just saw, heard the song Echoes by AFK off of another pair of eyes. As we've often talked about on this show, D-Beat is a forum that is is built around the power of the riff. And it that was loaded. That was loaded. And that was, that, was, that was loaded with power. That was really, really good stuff, man. Yeah, that so by and large, I mean, we've known Micah for a long time. Yeah. Um, we've said before, he has more discerning and better taste than either one of us. Yeah, he, he, he's not going to send in any bullshit. Right. Yeah. I know that if Micah tells me something, I should check something out, it's going to be good. Yeah. I also kind of know what it's going to be. Yes, for right? sure. Micah's not going to hit me up with, uh, you know, concrete wins. Sure, yeah. But he is going to hit me up with this. Yeah. This is fucking legit. It's from Germany. Um. This they have they have the fucking Scandi sound absolutely dialed in. If yeah, you dude. told me this was like a a new Totalitar song for sure, sure, yep, absolutely, right. This 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 had all the tone of like not not necessarily the same the same style, but all the tone of something like you know Krigshot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is fucking dialed in. I really like this a lot. Yeah, um, it's it's a goddamn shame that the name of this band is Arg Fuck Kill. <laughs> I know because this is fucking ripping. As Micah said in his email, maybe doesn't reinvent the wheel, but is it doesn't still, need to. it doesn't need to. This fucking absolutely nails it. You I know, mean, it's just and and yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. Yep. This was this was top notch. Yep. If if I this is, again, I've said it on the show many times before, but if I hear D-Beat of this style and of this quality, I will consume it happily every time, probably from now until the day right. I die. The tone. Yep. It had the fucking, like, the volume and just the booming production. Yeah. Right? It fucking ripped. The, the, the riffs were fucking on point. Yep. Right? This is uh, this is uh, this is D-Beat played by dudes that I, I don't know if they what other bands they've been or anything, but... Boy, they've done their fucking homework, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yep, this is this is fucking great. If you like D-Beat, there's no complaint that you could possibly register with this. It's really, really good. Yeah. All right, let's uh, roll the dice once more. Five. Dude, we it truly... Okay, this is normal with Lemon Eyes, so we're just... We are bouncing back, back and, and forth. forth. I, like, I really like the format of this. You can find this at setterwindrecords.bandcamp.com. Because, um, yeah, actually, so the la- this label is based out of Lansing. I don't know. I don't think normal is based out of Lansing. I think they're more like uh, like Detroit suburbs area, from if, if I recall correctly. I could be wrong about that. Could be talking out of my ass. Um, so let's see. They've got the first song queued up to play. Let's, uh, let's fucking, let's jump into it. We're going to listen to Space Star by Normal off of Lemon Eyes.
Okay. Okay, we just heard the song Space Star by the band Normal off of their record Lemonize, a full length that uh, just came out, actually, August 12th. So I got I got a lot of... Th- I, I already know how you feel about this. I have a lot of thoughts about this up top just because, uh, you know, like the Strange Joy shit, which this is shares... Uh, uh, this Even though it's not uh, sonically identical, these reside in the same space. They're played by the same general type of person for the most part. This what... This wasn't trying to front the hardcore bona fides right up front. It's, it's not, but you but you're still there's a lot of full sleeves in a band like this. There's mm-hmm. a lot of ex edgemen, you know what I mean? That's that sort of thing is commonplace in this type of shit. And it's definitely a relic of around ten to twelve years ago. And again, I was label mates with with some of the bigger bands of this wave of stuff that happened about a decade ago. And even when I was in the midst of that stuff and when I played in a band that that was certainly adjacent to this style of shit and would have absolutely played shows with a band like this, um, I didn't really connect to most of it. I'm going to talk about a bunch of bands that you've never heard and never will hear and wouldn't like, uh, but a band like Balance and Composure, for example, a band who I played a few shows with in my time, I never connected to them. I thought they were just fine. They did what they were doing well. But this type of music, the 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 sticker will say for fans of hum and failure. But what it actually is, is for fans of hum and failure t-shirts. And there's <laughs> yeah. a big difference between yeah. those two yeah, t- yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Th- this is definitely for fans of kids who were into hardcore who grew their hair out and they bought the failure shirt. They bought the Fantastic Planet shirt for $150. They bought the helmet shirt for $150. They like that stuff, but they're either not sincerely interested in or maybe incapable of uh, actually replicating those sounds. Because to me, this kind of shit that it's pulling from, like balance and composure and stuff, is just, it's hyper milk toast. I, I said that about the Strange Joy shit uh, too, but this to me is hyper, hyper milk toast. And yes, I played in a band that sound pretty close to this. I will say unabashedly, I thought we did a better job, not than this band specifically, but in general, I thought we did a better job at actually pulling from shit like Far and Quicksand and stuff than a lot of our contemporaries and, you know, I'm sure other people will have different opinions about that if you're familiar with the band I'm referencing. But, uh, you know, like I said, even when this shit was really popping a decade ago, I didn't like most iterations of it. And this is absolutely kids. I know their age group. They grew up listening to those bands that I'm talking about. And it's just I don't I didn't care about it even when I was 22. I don't care about it now. I get why people like it. It's really accessible. There's fuzz pedals. There's chorus. There's delay, whatever. I think this is, for what it's going for, super, super competent at it. I just don't give a shit about it at all. Yeah, I don't even understand why people like it. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. Um, I mean, I, yeah, just like uh, I said with uh, with Strange what? Joy. Strange Joy. Yeah, this is antithetical to the very ethos of the the music that got me into this. Sure. This, I will say, at least with this kind of stuff, as you already pointed out, there's not really any trappings of hardcore or punk here. There's nothing here. They're going for just a form of alt rock. Right. And somehow it lands under the same wheelhouse. Yeah. 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 But this is, this is as alien to my taste as modern country. Yeah. I, again, I definitely not. This is, this is somewhat closely adjacent to my taste, but like, 
it just uh, yeah, it missed me. It missed me even when I was when I was a kid. I don't the, know. the only the only instance in which I, I even want this to exist mm-hmm. is, let's say I go to a show mm-hmm. with Concrete Winds, yeah, AFK, uh-huh. Excel, sure, Abysmal Lord. Uh-huh. Wait, what a what a what a lineup. fucking lineup, dream right? Lineup. Doesn't make any sense, right? Sure, but why? Yeah, but why not? This is a dream lineup, so right, right. Put this band in so I can take a break. <laughs> sure, right, a little breather. Right, let them play for a half hour. Let it get it out and get them out of their system. Go yeah. fucking cry for a little while, sure. then fuck off. Yeah, I'm gonna go outside. Right, right. So is most of, if if anybody else is here to see any of those fucking other four bands, they're also they're probably going outside. outside. Yeah, sure. Right, do your thing. See you. Right. Yeah. Intermission music. Yeah, fair fair enough. This is definitely intermission music. I know Tristan who plays in this band. I imagine he probably uh, assumed this is how I would react to this stuff. Like I said, I don't have the sort of the ire and disdain for this type of shit that you have. It just, it doesn't move me at all. It doesn't even move the needle for me. And that's not for lack of trying on their, on their part. I think it's really, really good at what it's aiming to do. It's just a form of, of big chord, fuzzy alt rock that is like, just left of where I like, you know, just left of where I like in terms of this kind of shit, but never, never hit for me. So, yeah, I mean, the closest thing, the the closest, and, and this is pretty far cry. Yeah. That I can think of anything that's like this mm-hmm. is like Big Bite. Sure, 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 sure. But, but yeah, I, yeah, true. But Big Bite is, you know, they're pulling from like wipers and stuff like that. And there's a lot more risk. And there's, there's still a, teeth to there's it. There's still teeth to and it. And it sounds sure. fucking good. Yeah. This is just crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For this sure. is just fucking infants crying about <laughs> shit. Right? Yeah. Fuck, you know, didn't we have that band Silk Tail? Silk Tail. A while yeah, ago, sure. and we both really hated it. That's yeah. another one on this label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You oh, know? they're on this label too? Yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Same world, for sure. Same world. No doubt. You know, like, fuck. Yeah. Fuck off. This is this is definitely a young man's game, too. I think you... you you should age out of this at around 25, 26. This is, Once your brain matures fully and that, yeah. that frontal lobe, it solidifies. Maybe maybe the problem is my brain never matured. Uh, yeah, that could be. That could be, right. the, that could be the case, that too. Frontal lobe, sure. My frontal lobe solidified at a, at a I guess, um, um, in, in a, in a um, pre- whatever. My, my, I can't even form a fucking sentence. Right. right? My, my frontal lobe is just sort of like, crystallized in some state between like embryonic and fully formed yeah perhaps you know <laughs> perhaps that's it's the just, problem yeah it's i, I see because i want to say i want to say i want to use uh-huh. the actual fucking webster's dictionary definition <laughs> of the r word yeah, 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 yeah. but i don't want to say it in terms of my brain sure right, <laughs> right because yeah. like like i'm go look up the word yeah right uh-huh in Webster's dictionary, right. That's what happened to my brain. Sure. Its development was retarded. We can say stunted. Stunted, stunted sure. Right? Yes. Right? Yes. Right? The uh the spread of fire, right, was retarded, right, by the anti flammable chemicals added to the clothes. Sure. <laughs> now you're just using it in a sentence, right? But it's the same yes, it's it's the same, the same way. definition. It's the same definition. Right. right? Yes. This prevented more horrific third-degree burns on Anne Hesh's body <laughs> than would be expected right. from the fiery crash that ultimately took her life. Due to its flame retardant. Uh, it's this, fl- this prolonged Anne Hesh's misery. 
<laughs> All right, whatever. Right? Yeah, but too well, soon, maybe. Right? That's. I don't think it's that. that only maybe for Anne Hesh's family, but not for anybody no, else. You never know; they might be listening. <laughs> they, they could. What a twist that would be! What a twist! If Anne Hesh's family is listening, I'm dearly sorry right. for your loss. I'm seriously sorry for your loss, but and I'm um, sorry to make light of it. We didn't intend to make light of it. I was just making a. a I was using it's it to a make timely a point, reference to make a point. Sure. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's roll the dice one more time and see if we continue the trend and if we we land on we end on something a little bit more extreme. <laughs> Three. All right. Okay. So I don't I don't think it is going to go that way. This is Deathtron and the Diplomats, which I know nothing about. I know other nothing than nothing about. Other so, than Vinny said he doesn't think we'll like it. This is a band out of Covington, Kentucky. I can't say that the the name is bad and the art is bad. <laughs> now, typically, this is definitely not going to turn my head. No, not, no right? certainly this, not. Th this name is, I would say, on equal footing as Arg Fuck Kill. Yeah, yeah, If yeah. I saw Arg Fuck Kill, mm -hmm. Death Tron and Diplomats, yeah. and let's just say... Uh, Waggy tails, sure, yeah. Waggy tails might perk me. I might go. What's waggy, this? I might, I might pop in and see yeah, what waggy I might, tails. I might see what waggy tails is about. Right? Honestly, yeah. At the local bar, sure. But this is definitely a bar band band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like it whatsoever. And the, and the, the art is not only bad but like deeply low effort. It's even more low effort than ours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. And ours is pretty low. Pretty effort. low. Effort. At least I endeavored to make it look like it was a tape or something. You yeah. know what I mean? So. Uh, let me see. I'm going to double check and make sure that uh, Vinny didn't recommend a, a particular song or anything here. No, he didn't. So uh, let's just uh, go for the first song on here. It's, uh, it's what's queued up to play. We're going to listen to Spillway Blues by Deathtron and the Diplomats off their self-titled release. One, two,
All right, we just heard the song Spillway Blues by Death Tron and the Diplomats off their self-titled uh, debut release. Okay, so this is neither an endorsement of this mm-hmm. nor um, shade at Anti-Scene. I was just about to say this is a perfect this bookend. This is the local opener yeah. for Anti-Scene Absolutely. when they come to your town. 100%, yes. Right? Yep. Whether or not these guys like Anti-Scene is one thing or another. Yeah. But yeah. these guys definitely are going to open for Anti-Scene when they play Covington. Yes. Right. Yep. And there's going to be a bunch, at least several people in the crowd that have anti-scene shirts or yeah patches. Right. Whenever these guys play for for sure. Um. And that's neither an endorsement of this nor shade thrown an anti-scene. I was, but the, yeah. it's it's that corner of punk. Absolutely. Right. Yes. Um. And so, did I like this? No. Not really, no. I th- I was hoping when this opened that this was going to go a much more unexpected noise rock route. Same, yeah, me too. Because I like that. Yeah, that riff was good at the for beginning, sure. but then mm-hmm. it got into the chunky sort of main riff. And yeah, like, oh, no, nah, not really. Yep, for sure. Um, so, but what I, did I like this? No, I'm not going to like pick this up. I'm not going to seek this out. Right. But if I go see Antecine and this is playing, okay, fine. Sure, and and. This is something that, like, I can jive with philosophically on some level, at much, the very least. Much more than um, high-vis mm-hmm. or... Uh, normal. Normal, or what was the other fucking one? Uh, Strange Joy. Strange Joy. Yeah, this Strange at Joy. least, this at least, there's a kinship in, like, I, I, I understand the point of the band. Sure. And, and so the other thing is with this is that, like, it's a thing that I don't often really enjoy or engage with in practice but on paper i get it and i and i really like it which is the sort of uh what seems to be a, a natural harmony or concord between like bumblefuck uh rural uh, culture especially like appalachian culture and stuff and mm-hmm. punk rock mm-hmm. you know and yeah punk, i i think that those two things have a a natural sort of symmetry that naturally facilitates a hybridization there, of those there, two there's things. There's just that general sort of like, uh, I guess, if it's not outright trashiness, it's it's like an uh, an idolatry of yeah. white trashiness. Yeah, for sure. And and and, and, and that's, I mean, Covington, Kentucky is on the other side of the river from Cincinnati. Yeah, sure. So it's it's not exactly out there in the fucking hills. Right. No, certainly not. Uh, but you know, Kentucky as a state has has a long cultural tradition, and like, it, <laughs> yeah, you guess you could say it. You know what I mean? I, within that realm, right? A long cultural tradition. Uh, and so, like I said, on paper, it's it's a it's a sort of uh, it's a mix that makes sense to me and I enjoy. But in practice, as it was practiced here, it's something that rarely really resonates with me. But it's I get it yeah. and it's fine and I'm certainly not mad at it. You know what I mean, Vinny? You guessed correctly. But on the same token, I don't have anything bad to say about it. No, either. I mean you know? I've I've seen a million bands like this. I've heard plenty of stuff like this. I have to be in a mood, yeah, to want to like you know, yeah, all right. And usually that mood is through some sort of like actual relation to the band, yeah. Um, but saying that, let me say that I I am never in a mood <laughs> to hear or see anything like normal. <laughs> sure. Yeah, uh, this is uh this is Squidbilly's core. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just fine. Right. Uh so let's uh let's listen to some messages. We just got a handful. Let's uh let's knock them out and then retire for the evening. Okay. 
the fire retardant <laughs> in Anne Hesh's glove. <laughs> hey guys, this is Chris from GoldenGuitarGods.com. Man, that demoniac stuff is good. And Kill All the Faggots is a great song. Everybody just needs to leave them alone. <laughs> okay. Uh, there, there. It's good to hear from Chris at, at Golden Guitar. So I was just talking again. to Chris about Cactus the other night. You were indeed talking to Chris about Cactus. The, the legend of Cactus. Yeah. So, uh, did did we talk? I didn't. I don't think I talked. We did the the demoniac stuff came up on the last episode, right? Yes. So, uh, have you listened to Demoniac in the intervening no, period of, of time? Not. Well, so I did, and the first uh, the first release is like it's just straight up like bad also ran early 90s low fidelity uh, black metal stuff okay you really don't need it now when you get to the second release which contains the aforementioned song and some other songs of question blade yeah yeah right when you get to the second release, track eight uh-huh there are some musical ideas present here that i think confirm our suspicion that this whole thing was a joke, a very meta joke, because I did listen to a few tracks off of that record. And it is, it has some black metal structure and foundation in terms of like the speed at which the parts are played, all, all the, that, those sorts of things. But a lot of the songs are played with, uh, within a major key tonality. Mm. And there are a lot of like power metal leads on it, which sure. hints at, you know, the, sure. the fact that they will later become Dragon Force. And when you hear it in the context of a song like Kill All the Faggots, especially, uh, I think it becomes really obvious that, the, that it's a joke. Is that song on Stormblade? Uh, it might be. It might be on the next record after that. It might be on the next record after that. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, it's I would encourage anybody to go listen to that stuff, not because it's any good at all, but just because you won't like it, but you will probably have a good time listening to it. Like, there's nothing to enjoy about it in an earnest way, but if it is a joke fully, it's a pretty good joke, actually. When when you hear it within the context of, like, the actual music that's being played and juxtapose it to, like, the song titles and stuff, it's pretty fucking funny, I actually, I, I must say. Yeah, so, the, the, the chorus for this song... Uh-huh sure yeah <laughs> yeah for sure and when you when you hear the power metal leads and the major key chords and stuff in there it right. there's a juxtaposition like, at play that's that's pretty pretty fucking good so i'm gonna say whether or not you think the joke is funny right yes when you read the chorus for this song yeah it is clearly a joke it's clearly a joke for sure and again as i said last week don't have to find the joke funny. You can decide that the joke is in poor taste, but especially when you hear the music, it becomes really clear it is a joke. Um, all right, let's hear the next one. Hey, gentlemen, this is JS at Indy. Uh, you finally got my five bucks. Uh, I appreciated your comments on Turnstile, kind of more so just a gatekeeping thing. Um, I, it just drives me nuts. It seems like common sense, but um, I guess it's not. So uh, really just thanks for doing what you do, even when you're uh, dickheads or wrong. Uh, it made me feel less crazy when I got nothing else to listen to at work. So thanks, and uh, fuck off. 
We're dickheads and wrong a lot of the time, I would say. It, it depends upon your own proclivities and tastes and ideas about things. But I imagine there's, for some of our listeners out there, we're dickheads and wrong maybe 75% of the time. I'll tell you what I'm not wrong about. Uh. The fact that Concrete Wins is objectively fucking better than normal. That's true. Or Strange Joy. Yo, not wrong about that at all. Or High Viz. Yo, real quick, too. First of all, thanks to JS for sending us some money and joining the Patreon, right? I should also maybe do that thing where I mentioned the people that have joined the Patreon over the last several months. Let me just do it real quick. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, we. I mentioned it last week. You're like, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so so we've got uh, Guy Incognito, a good a good fake last name, probably a fake first name too. Isn't that Guy Incognito? Isn't that like a character from something? Yeah, probably. It's 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 JS. JS is Guy Incognito. We've also got our buddy uh, Aaron. We've got yeah, it's from The Simpsons. Oh right, true. Uh, we've got Lauren. Oh, maybe our first, maybe one of our first. Uh, oh, presumably, I don't know how you identify Lauren. Maybe you're they them. Maybe you're just. Maybe that's your old name. But we'll just assume by the name Lauren. I'm just going to make an assumption here. Perhaps one of our only female subscribers. Okay. Uh, we've got Ryan. We've got Davy. We've got Hugo. We have uh, Mouth of Infinity, a.k.a. Ryan. Uh, this is a dating back to May and April. We've got Joel and Ben. Uh, so I think we've shouted these people out before. If the idea of subscribing to the Patreon is uh, attractive to you, it's patreon.com slash podcast. Go check it out. Thanks to everybody who's continued to subscribe. Thanks to everybody who was subscribed and later unsubscribed because you didn't want to give us money anymore. It's all good. Totally understandable. Totally understandable. I wouldn't give us money even on the best day. So God bless all of you. Uh, let's hear the next uh, hear the next message. And thanks to JS for calling in and saying nice things. Here's some quick uh, banter rant. Um, if, you're, if you're over the age of 21 and you're wearing a dead Kennedy's T-shirt, you should kill yourself. If you're over the age of 21 and you're wearing a dead Kennedy's T-shirt and you think you're punk and you talk compare opening a pack of fresh cigarettes to smelling a pair, pack of fresh raisins, and calling Marble Reds cowboy cigarettes because your mom smoked them, you should kill yourself. There's a lot more on this list that should be obtained to you should kill yourself. You guys have a list of things that would pertain for someone to kill themselves. And no, I am not advocating suicide. We need to weed out those who obviously have no place in this world that will fulfill anything. They are not doing any better, nor are they doing any worse. I mean, neither are we. So maybe we should kill ourselves. I don't know. Either way, I heard that conversation at a bar last night, and all I could think about is why do these people exist and how the fuck do I get them far as fuck away from my existence? I left the bar, but I shouldn't have to feel like I have to go back to that bar to experience those same fucking cops. Yeah, honestly, wearing a dead Kennedy's t-shirt over the age of 21, what the fuck? Like, you're a straight-up poser. Uh, straight the fuck up. Anyways, uh... I don't know. I listened to this band, and I sent a text saying a message that, like, oh, yeah, listen, and they remind me of Flock of Seagulls. I listened to Flock of Seagulls again, and I'm like... All right, that was a minute 30. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's good. I like that. If AJ goes over, if anybody goes over a minute 30, we'll just play it until a minute 30 and cut it off. That's a good That's a good technique, actually. So, AJ, this is, you know... This you were talking to the 
wrong people about DK. You are, you are, because I, I don't think that signifies any sort of poserdom whatsoever. In fact, it calls into question your, the, the veracity of your own punkdom here, uh, because, yo, know, I got to kill the poor shirt hanging on my shirt, uh, hanging on my wall at home, and uh, if I were not, if I had not gotten as fat as I have over the past couple of years, I would wear it all the time. I did wear it before I was fat, as fat as I am now. Uh, DK shirt doesn't say anything about anybody other than the fact that they like one of the best of American punk bands of all time. One of the best punk, punk bands, bands of, of all, all time. time. Perhaps one of, if you really like punk and hardcore like we do, just one of the best bands of all time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I disagree with you on that. Also, this is the sort of AJ call that... We haven't had in a while. We haven't had one like this in a while, and it's the sort of AJ call that it juxtaposes the the really coherent sort of succinct calls where they come in and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, oh, wow, AJ, you asked a compelling right. question. Right. You know what I mean? And these are the types of things that you should just bounce off of your therapist and understand that they don't deserve to leave that room. And also, I got, as you mentioned, you did this, uh, the way that you get away from people that you don't like is you don't go hang out at bars. Yeah. I mean, that's simple. I don't do it, and uh, it helps prevent me from coming into contact with people that I don't like. It's great. I don't hang out with anyone. Yeah, I just hang out with the same quarter group of people that I've been hanging out with right. for a long time. You know what? Prevents me from hanging out with people I don't like. Yeah, for sure. It's I mean, it's really simple. Right. Got a core group of friends. Stick stick with that. Right. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I, I, went, I went this... Like who wants to socialize yeah. with strangers? Right. Who wants to do that? Right. I mean, hey, truly. Let's go see if anyone cool is out tonight. Yeah, Maybe I can hang out with. Them. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you know that's not the case. No. What are you fishing for, man? Yeah. Like, like, especially because if you're really that hard up, right? Yeah. And and uh, I, there are any number of like avenues yeah man to meet people that do not actually require you to go out and like sort through it any number any number i mean the internet is available I, I, I can to you. i can only think of like i can only think of one reason yeah one reason to just go to the bar and see what's happening mm -hmm. let's get late yeah exactly sure that's it yeah that's literally it right right yeah, and outside of that, I mean, what what utility does it serve? Right now, if you said to me, "Hey, this band is playing at this bar. Let's sure. go check it out." Yeah, let's go. Absolutely. Right? Or you know, but I ain't I ain't I ain't going without another pretense. Yeah, and, and none. I I just don't understand. Even if you like drinking, you can just do it at home, or again with like a that core group of friends. I, I'm I'm not going anywhere in public without. An objective yeah. and a pretense yes. to go. Absolutely. Right. I'm Why not else going, would you go? I'm not going anywhere in no. public. If I'm going to the pinball place, it's to play pinball. If I'm going to the movie theater, it's to see the movie. If I'm going to the bar, it's to see a fucking band. If I'm going to the restaurant, it's to pick up my food or to sit down and eat with my significant other or right. my friends. Right. The last reason I'm going anywhere, in fact, in fact, the main thing that will keep me from going anywhere yeah. is to like make contact with people. imagine just th getting the urge to just go see just go reassess what people are like <laughs> what is your oh, i wonder what strangers are like <laughs> what kind of fucking noodles you got rolling around in your fucking brain <laughs> yeah. that you want to go do that so if it's got you pissed off aj the problem is not them the problem is fucking you right. you should have stayed the fuck home right do like do like we do stay home clearly the problem is us 
on the same token, inversely, I don't inflict myself upon strangers. Yeah. I let them have a good time, and I don't, I don't fucking rain on their parade, man. You know what I mean? Nobody wants, nobody wants me around. I think, I think, <laughs> I think, like in general, right? Yeah. You see me in public. Yeah. You know, just leave that guy alone. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just stay home, dog. What are you doing? You're grown. Yeah. Stop this. Right. All right. You, can't, you know what the fuck, dude? All right. Let's uh, let's hear our last message. Nate, Gray, we gotta talk. I couldn't help but notice when you were talking about Jones' escape plan, you made a hard cut right before Irony is a Dead Sea. And if you hate Mike Patton, just say you hate Mike Patton. But personally, how can you not fucking enjoy that ridiculous-ass album, even with the fucking Aphex Twins cover that is truly bizarre? Not, maybe not truly bizarre, but definitely unsettling. Don't fall asleep to it. Anyway, fuck yourself. You're yeah. A, yeah, you're a well-established Mike Patton stand. Yeah, I like Mike Patton. We've talked about it on the show. I like almost everything he does. Yeah, we've talked about it on the show many times, and I actually, I I don't think you mentioned it by name, but you did say No, that. I didn't. I overlooked that. And you know why? Because I don't think of that as a Dillinger escape plan yeah, release. Yeah, like I know Mike it Patton is. Release. I think of it as a Mike Patton release. It's great. Yeah, I that, just never, like, you know. I love that EP. When that EP came out, I fucking, I, I love that EP. It seems obvious, like an obvious match. I remember seeing Dillinger escape plan in San Francisco years ago yeah. in the late 90s, and Mike Patton was at the show. It was at the Coca Tree. Mm -hmm. And my buddy's like, look, it's Mike Patton. I'm like, well, I don't give a shit. I'm not going to talk to him. Sure, yeah. Like, that's just not what I do. Right. My buddy went and talked to him or whatever. And I was like, yeah, it totally fucking makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, I saw Dillinger Escape Plan at a uh, fest in Philly mm -hmm. play those songs. Yeah. But with the new vocalist. Right. Yeah, not the same. Fuck off. Sure. Right. Um, so I don't really think of that as a Dillinger Escape Plan record. I, that that sits in my in my mental catalog as a Mike Patton release. Yeah, and it's it's really good. It's also three, it came out three, like three-ish, two, three-ish years after the last Dillinger Escape Plan LP that I care about, and which it is, is Calculating Infinity. It is so obviously heavily influenced by Mike Patton. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's really, really good. I like the two EPs uh, and Calculating Infinity and Irony is a Dead Scene, and then I don't give a shit about anything else after that. But yeah, I like I like all the late 90s stuff up through that, uh, that EP. And if you actually paid attention to the show, Tim... You would know uh, Nate has said, has gone on record many times as being a big Mike Patton fan. I'm not nearly the Mike Patton fan that Nate is, but I, I like most of his shit, for sure. He, he, he dings a lot of buttons. He pushes a lot of buttons. Pretty divisive, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Whether or not people like him. But, I mean, I, I'll listen to him fucking, you know, Karoon Italian recipes mm -hmm. over fucking Japanese jazz. Absolutely. Why not? Right. So, uh, we got a couple texts. Let me read them real quick. Have you so this this first one? Have you guys seen anything on the video game Elden Ring? I'm just going to interject real quick and say that if you're a person who is alive, you've probably quote seen something on the video game Elden Ring. It's it's one of the if you're at you don't even really have to be plugged into video game news to have seen something about Elden Ring. It was like universally acclaimed as one of the best games of the last ten years. Yes, we have seen something on Elden Ring. 
Uh, I feel like you would both fuck with it, if for no other reason than the fact that it is an RPG, at least that it has classes and leveling up and different choices for building your character. Mainly, though, because of the entire tone and themes and imagery. It's a game of the Dark Souls line of games, but open world. The story and art style is like if a death slash black metal song made a baby with an anime. If nothing else, watch some lore videos on YouTube because some of it is good for a small time sink. So, yeah, I, I have played Elden Ring. I haven't sunk a bunch of hours into it just because it's a big endeavor and... With video games of that scale, I usually like to wait until I know I have some free time where I can fucking sit down and play for a six-hour stretch and, like, have have a couple weeks to really sink into it because I am a I am a binge game player. Uh, I'll do... I've talked about it on the show before. I will play the fuck out of video games for two or three weeks and then not touch video games for literal months after that. Um it's just a thing I have a weird I have a weird relationship with them. I love video games. They're an integral part of uh, my media consumption basically since I can recall having fucking memories. I, I grew up with like you know game gaming consoles in the house. I will always stay in I, I watch you know video game news and shit like that um, and I play play them when I can find the time. Elden Ring is cool. yeah, it's kind of an RPG. it's it's an action RPG. Um, I've played some of the other like Soulsborne games and stuff. Uh, they're good. They're very hard, maybe a little harder than I would really prefer because I'm more of a, I'm more of an immersion person than I am a challenge person when it comes to video games. But I think Elden Ring kind of scales back the challenge a little bit and the open world lends itself to like exploration, which is a nice addition to a, a Dark Souls style game for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's a good game. Everybody likes it. I, I can't say anything here that a zillion critics and YouTube pundits haven't already said. Yeah, I haven't tried it. I'm, I've not tried any of the Dark Souls games. The, so far as I can glean, here's the thing. I, I like video games, mm -hmm. but I'm not like a gamer. Oh, I would never call. Yeah, that's a, that's a th that's a yes, that's a distinction. Sure. I, I would say I love video games. Like I said, they really have been integral to my, my media consumption for my entire life, but I've never identified as a gamer. Right. Like, I don't... I it's don't, not a facet of my identity. Like, I don't care. There's almost nothing that I care enough about, you know what I mean? To identify. To identify yeah, with. No, certainly and, and, like, so when it gets into this sort of stuff, like, as far as I have... As far as anything I know about these sorts of games, like, the Dark Souls never really interested me because... I like a story. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and, and like, I don't mind hard games. Mm -hmm. I usually play, when I do play a game, I usually play on like the harder, harder settings. Sure. Okay, let's, let's, let's play the real deal. Right. Right. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like games where the point is frustration. Yeah, for sure. For right? sure. Yeah. Like I want to enjoy myself. Yes. That's, that's the way. And I, um, I really, really don't understand the mind that like, gets into like you know all the like all the different fucking mods and everything you can do and like you know getting weird about like hardware that's running games if the computer i have mm -hmm. doesn't run the games that i want it to play out of the box yeah then i don't fucking play those games <laughs> yeah sure yeah you know what i mean like like it's yeah. that fucking simple yeah, i'm not gonna build a computer the fuck that's why that's why chinese slaves <laughs> Right, that's 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 why they're over there. Right, that's what to that's what the build the computers that I can play my games with. That's what the suicide nets are for. Right, right. Like I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not into like doing their job. Sure. 
sure. They're not into doing their job either. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah, but, you know, crack of the whip. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, so, like, if the machine that I have doesn't, and I don't know, I imagine what I have would play Elden Ring, but, like, yeah. you know what I mean? But the thing is, like, that's the extent of my relationship to games is, am I having fun? Sure. Does it allow me to put blinders onto everything else around the world. Right. The moment that I stop having fun, I'm done playing. That's what I'm saying. It's an, it's, it is an immersion based, uh, relationship for me. I want to immerse myself and, uh, forget about everything that exists on the outside. And if I'm facing constant frustration, that is, uh, it's kind of immersion breaking for me for yeah. sure. So, uh, but Elden Ring is pretty good and there is a story to it more so than in the other dark games. The lore is kind of in the background of the other dark souls game more, more upfront in this one. It's a great game. Uh, so, uh, here we go. Uh, we'll go. Another one of text from Chris from golden guitar gods. How we doing? Is it just me or does this famous ex oath keeper slash descendants fan look like a bizarre world version of Nate? Also, I find it funny that this guy is a hard right winger and dresses significantly gayer than Nate. Aren't right wingers supposed to not look like snowflakes? Have a good one. So who's this from? So this, this is from Joe. I was going to say, how we doing? Sure. Yeah. Is I wonder, cause Joe's a lot smaller than me. Yeah. Is this what I look like from down where Joe lives? Maybe. I don't think you... You bear a passing resemblance to this guy, but not really. Right. Like, just I, wonder, bigger, I wonder, I wonder, because Joe's like, you know, what, like five foot three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You're just like a, a man of larger carriage uh, who has glasses and is in your 40s. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that you're guy's white. got a lot more snow up top than he, me. He does, certainly. He's yeah. got... He's got... Um, He's got now. I will say, I've been working hard to to lose some weight and lose some jowls. Yeah, and he's got a he's got more exercise. He's, he's definitely got a little bit more than me. Also, I will. I want to point out just because there's there's a, a little bit of misinformation going around about this guy. I don't think he is a hard right winger anymore, which is why he's testifying against. Uh, against the Oath Keepers. He's come on, he's done some interviews and gone on record and said, yeah, I got I got um, sucked into a weird thing where I was like trying to do immersion journalism and then I got like a bought into the lie wholesale and then it got really weird and extreme and I said, oh, this is psychotic and then I got out of it. So I don't think this guy is a hard right winger anymore. I think he's a dude who was going through some shit. He was definitely feeling the fumes of brain poison. Though. Yes, he was feeling the fumes of brain poison. He, he he was going through some shit, going through a period of his life that I think he deeply regrets now and is no longer a hard right winger. I've seen a lot of people being like, I don't know, people were like tweeting at the Descendants being like, oh, this is this is the type of person that likes your music. And they What the fuck? sentence have to do with this so he's wearing my sure. fucking shirt yeah no doubt i mean what how are you culpable for that but like you know and the descendants were like just to let you know you know we don't support this type of shit and it's just like yo this guy also no longer supports this type of shit which is why he's going on record in federal court to try to put these people in prison and you know what so fuck them yeah sure well fuck everybody you know what i mean <laughs> who gives a shit dude yeah but but, but seriously i Anybody, I will say this. Yeah. I don't, I don't really give a shit about this either way, right? Uh -huh. This guy could still be sipping the brain poison. He could fucking, he, he could, you know, put a 44 through his head, right? Yeah. Do whatever horrible things he wants or be the best fucking dude in the world. I don't give a shit either sure. way. I don't know. But any motherfucker that's going to, like, give the descendants heat because uh -huh. he happens to be wearing that shirt. Yeah. Eradicate yourself. Absolutely. For sure. Right? Yep. Shut the fuck up and eradicate yourself. 
Yep. Because you're just as much a fucking brain poison as those motherfuckers. Yeah, ask your pops for the key to his gun lo locker and uh, take care of it. Yeah. So, all right, cool. I already plugged the Patreon, so I will just say if you want to call in, it's 260-222-8341. Just keep it a minute and a half or under. Look at your phone. There's a timer right on it. Um, if you uh, want to send us a text message, you can do that too, especially if you don't trust in your own ability to be succinct. AJ, nudge, nudge. 260-222-8341 uh, is the number. Appreciate everybody who subscribes, who listens, who calls in and interacts with us. Thanks again to Mark for sending us physical records. Thanks to everybody who sends us physical records. It's a very cool thing to do. You don't have to do it, but you do anyway, and it's very nice. Appreciate everybody who listens. If you like the show, tell people about it. We don't advertise it. I don't really plug it on social media, uh, any of that stuff. We don't pay for anything. We have no collaborations with people because whoever would want to pay to advertise their product on this show uh, when we say <laughs> things about Anne Hesh's burning body. I, there's, there's, I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah. <laughs> like... Because I was listening to a different podcast. And, you know, I, I like the podcast. Um, you know, I try not to, like, name names, right? Yeah. I like the podcast. Um, Why do you try not to name names? I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? You don't want to. You don't want to. They're not paying you for promotion. It's, so not, you're it's <laughs> not that. It's just kind of like, because I, I don't want, I don't want to, um, just, it's, you know, whatever. Okay. Right? But I was listening to, to a different podcast, sure. right? One of the only ones I listened to. Right. And, you know, they hawk shit. Yeah. Like CBD, sure, and like online therapy, right? And they hawk shit. Like, there is no product, mm -hmm. no company, none mm -hmm. that could give us money mm -hmm. and get a straight ad out of me. Not, not a chance. None. No, <laughs> not a chance, dude. None. Yeah. Right. I, I don't have it in me. I don't have I, I don't have that propensity to just no. shut it off and be fake because yeah. they're talking about like you know different like mobile services sure, yeah. like hey I'm using Katie did mobile right. you know I used to get all bogged down with contracts and all the overcharges and it was just nuts with the family plan so I went to Katie did mobile and you know what it's the simplest everything I'm like motherfucker there's no way in the world you use Katie did mobile. <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yes right there's no fucking way in the world or or like or like you know hey CBD right you know everything makes me feel really bad and uh, you know something that makes me feel really good is CBD and um, I take it to help me sleep I, I eat it with my cereal in the morning yeah uh, I really enjoy uh, CBD so uh, check out weed gods yeah and <laughs> check out um, their CBD line it's it's gonna help you feel really good it doesn't get you high but it gets you where you need to be yeah not a chance not dude. a chance not a, not chance. a fucking chance right no. because there's no way in the world I'm using that fucking product. No. Me undies. I'm not going to use that. I don't care if those fucking underwear yeah. are the most wholesome, ethically produced garment ever made. Yeah. And the most comfortable and the most affordable. Yeah. Quite literally the best in every category. Mm -hmm. I'm not wearing it because it's called me undies. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah, and I'm certainly not plugging it. There is nothing you could pay me I mean, to plug. I'll plug it. You, there's plenty of stuff oh, you I, could pay me to oh, plug, plug, but it'll be on my terms. It's going to be on my terms. It'll be right? on my terms. Uh, and, uh, absolutely. But, you know, I'll be like, hey, uh, better health. I guess if your fucking brain's fucked up, check them out. I don't. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But maybe it helps you. 
Go for it. I mean, this is, again, this is why there's a hard ceiling on the level of success I could ever reach. Because even when I'm like doing events, when I'm selling my $150 shirts and uh, maybe somebody not in that culture walks up and goes, why is this shirt $150? And I go, I don't know, man. Seems pretty insane, right. doesn't it? It's right. not like I'm like, well, this is why. I'm just like, I don't know, man. That's what the market says. I just threw a fucking price tag on it. Right. Some idiot will buy it. Right. <laughs> you know? Hey, DraftKings, I'm not going to come at you and yell at you like Jamie Foxx, like I actually use a fucking thing. I don't because I'm not a fucking degenerate and a loser. But if for some reason you are hopelessly addicted to losing money over the stupidest fucking shit, check yeah. it out. I guess it's fun. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. So you know what? If that sort of ad read appeals to you and you've got a company you want to promote, get in touch with us because we'll give you that that quality and style of ad read happily. But Me undies. Do you want the fucking shame of wearing a product called Me Undies around your dick and balls and asshole or pussy or whatever it is you have? <laughs> fucking check it out, I guess. They deliver it to you. I don't know how it works because I will never fucking wear it. I'm going to go to Target and I'm going to buy some goddamn Fruit of Looms. Same thing I've always fucking done. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Thanks to everybody who tunes in, and we will uh, we'll catch you on the next one. This episode was brought to you by Me Undies.